San Francisco, I'm coming to you March 6th to the 9th. And then I'm coming to Dallas, Texas, March 22 and 23. Washington, D.C., April 21st. And then San Diego, May 11th. Come see me do the standing comedy. Get tickets at FumiAbe.com. Enjoy the episode. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, welcome to Cash Cuties, a financial podcast where we analyze our friends' credit card statements with love and not. <laughs> and I'm Stuffy Bake and Fumi is actually hard at work right now. So he couldn't be here, which I'm so sad about because we're such fans of you. We're like so, <laughs> so excited. So um, if you're listening on your Apple pod app, please leave a review, uh, hit follow on Spotify and sub to our YouTube channel for the video version of this podcast. All the links are available in the episode description below. So we're going to get right into it because we have so many great questions for you. It's not we, it's I. I have all these questions. He's <laughs> too busy. He's doing Fallon and all these things, so he couldn't make it. But okay, so let's meet our guest um you mostly know her from instagram as my rich bff and she's a personal finance and investing creator self-made millionaire vivian too thanks for having me (laughs) thank you so much for doing this i think the fans like the number one person they have asked us to interview has been you like we've got so many yes we've had so many people like are we talking like like your mom and your cousin or like two people (laughs) that too as well but i'm talking about from the internet people on the internet want to hear from you because we it's our financial podcast obviously like there is no good information we're giving out there actually except with one other influencer who um we've talked to called to leap i don't know if you know him oh yeah Steve. yeah, Steve. yeah he's so nice he's amazing they were he was great um but you are the person Hi, Steve. <laughs> you're the person that everybody wants to know about there are a few questions that we like to ask on top um how are you doing financially <laughs> i feel really confident i'm doing well in my finances very stable feeling very confident overall well yeah okay well you're a millionaire so I hope <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will say people think like when i say like i'm a millionaire they're like that girl has a million dollars in the bank no 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 no. like i don't have a million dollars in the bank i got maybe a couple thou in the bank yeah that money's being invested you're being smart i can't like- touch that money uh... right now and a lot of it's locked up until I'm 59 and a half. So are these, so you have more of like these, I, I don't know what the difference of it's, it's like the physical a- assets are like homes and things like that. And then the other stuff is yeah. like stuff that it's invested that you yeah. can't touch. So like, you know, when people say like, I'm a millionaire, they're talking about their net worth and mm. net worth is your assets minus your liabilities, things you own minus things you owe. So things I own include my home uh-huh. and things I own include stocks and bonds you know oh. my etfs mutual funds things like that things i owe are like my monthly credit card bill right i do pay it off in full on time each month <laughs> i want to make that clear but you know for a month period of time i owe that amount or things that i owe are you know the mortgage on my home mm-hmm. so you can have a million dollar home but if your mortgage is eight hundred thousand dollars and you put a 20 percent down payment down mm-hmm. the actual equity piece that you own is only 20% of that home. 
Right. So you can't say you're mil- you can't have a million dollar home and, and say that you still would you still consider someone a millionaire if they had like a million dollar million two home, but they um, haven't paid up much of it essentially like they only have the down payment and like whatever like would you still no, consider no because right? their net worth it's would not. be less than a million dollars okay it's not what it's you think guys <laughs> okay we're going straight into it what did your parents do so my parents immigrated to the u.s in their early 20s my dad previously practiced as a doctor in mm. china and my mom was a chemist at oh. coca-cola And when they moved to the U.S., obviously the language barrier was really, really challenging. My mom continued to work in the pharmaceutical industry. She's always been in the science-y world. And my dad had a really hard time transitioning from practicing medicine in China to practicing medicine in the U.S. I mean, just think about how hard it is to get a medical license Mm -hmm. to practice when English is your first language and diseases have names that are this long and treatments are this long and, you know, blah, 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 carcinoma, gl- glioblastoma, like there's like, there so many words <laughs> for like, even different types of cancers. Yeah. It's really hard when you don't speak the language. Of course. So my dad couldn't really make that transition happen. Um. And so he ended up getting a master's degree in computer science and became a computer programmer. Wow. Did he, was it his dream to actually, like, did he like being, do you know if he liked being a doctor? Yeah, I think so. I I mean, like, just from how he talks about it, like, sometimes, like, even when I'm just like, oh, I have a headache. And like, he's like, you need to do X, Y, Z. I used to be a doctor. I'm like, you haven't practiced medicine (laughs) in very literally, like, 40 years so did did he put that on you though like did he want you to have a this type of job i think medicine or in the sciences maybe because of your mom yeah so they're both like you know math science STEMI people Mm -hmm. i don't ever feel like there was pressure put on me to be any specific type of job or career Mm -hmm. so there was no pressure for me to be a doctor but there was pressure to choose a job that was high paying. So you could be a doctor, lawyer, engineer. They'd be cool with any of the three. Financier kind of slipped on in there when they realized you could make a lot of money doing that too. Uh. So I ended up choosing option number four okay i don't know what a financier is like all a fi- i know like is a like finance a des- person a, that's like a dessert that's what that's how oh, i know yeah, yeah this is how little i know about money <laughs> like it, it means so french I, dessert. Think, <laughs> I think those french desserts are yeah. named i'm totally making this up i could be making this up I, okay. because there was a french cafe in the building of multiple banks and they would serve these oh. and that's what the people who were working in those places were eating mm-hmm I could also be totally making that up. <laughs> we need someone to check that for yeah. us. So, you, okay. So growing up, your parents were in these, like this type of world where it was like sciencey and, yeah. and, and, and you, they, they didn't put those, like, I guess they were like, just make sure you freaking make money. That's all that's important. It wasn't like, just so like, make sure that you make money. It was like, you want to be successful to make something of yourself. And in their minds, success equated very much to financial stability and i think it was because we didn't have a lot of it growing up my parents financial situation is really interesting because we grew up with very little money until i would say middle school things started to get a little better and then by high school 
my mom ended up getting, you know, she's kind of like pivoted out of the pharmaceutical industry into consulting for the pharmaceutical industry. And then the financial situation of my family changed pretty dramatically. Mm. We started like, we started just having a lot more money than we previously had. So how old were you when that happened? (sighs) I would say there were a lot of concerns around the 08, 09 time period. And then when I was beginning of high school there was a lot of stress and then sophomore junior and senior year my mom got that consulting job and they were like we've figured out how we're paying for college for you oh yeah so were you do you remember like what i don't know a class or like what you you thought your money situation was as a kid versus like did you were you around other people who had had a lot of money or growing up Mm -hmm. uh we lived in a predominantly white neighborhood and my parents did what a lot of Asian parents do mm-hmm. is they moved us into the most expensive school district mm. in the smallest home in that district. Yeah. So for the address. Because, right. Because I, I went to public school. So they were like, how do we get her yeah. into this school without, you know, necessarily having to pay right. all this much for a single family home um they do so much i there I, was so I, much yeah. mental like gymnastics that had to happen to get me into certain opportunities and i think that's the thing i'm most thankful about my parents it wasn't what they were able to give me it was the opportunities mm. they were able to give me and that's why i feel like education there was such a heavy emphasis yeah. placed on it because they felt like that was my only ticket to socioeconomic mobility I, you know, I think a lot of immigrant um, children end up having to take care of their parents at some point. Yeah. Do you, I've had a lot of questions from, from fans who are asking about like, how, what's the best way to set up the finances so that your parents, when you become, you know, when you're like in your thirties or forties or fifties and your parents are like the seventies, eighties, like what is the best way to take a certain amount of money that maybe we're making to pay, pay back and help them? Like, do you think that it should be like money should go into like an account or something and let that grow? Or do you have any like tips on that? Yeah, I think there's two issues here. I don't know about your parents. Mine are incredibly stubborn. Mm. They feel like they are the only smart people on earth. Yeah. (laughs) And I am not included in that smart people pile, Um, which is insane because I feel like there was a moment probably middle of high school when I came to the realization that I knew more than my parents and that I had a better understanding of the world than my parents did. And that was, I think, very hard for them to come to as well. Yeah. How did, how did that manifest? Like, did you tell them that? Like, and I like, well, I wasn't going to tell them that. I'd be like, I'm smarter than you. Like my, my parents would not have handled that well, but like, (laughs) I couldn't go to them for help anymore. And frankly, the English reading history stuff, I stopped being able to go to them after like elementary school uh-huh. because my parents hadn't studied that stuff. They mm-hmm. hadn't, go, you know, written five paragraph essays in English. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do that. But in high school, when I started taking things like calculus and I'd be like, oh, I'm like confused about this. My dad'd be like, oh, I can definitely help you with this. And then he would like look at it. He'd be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, I don't know about this anymore. It looks a little different than when I did it. Um, So, you know, I think I'm like, okay, I might be smarter than my parents. They don't teach calculus at medical school? Like, Well, that will be the thing. If 
if a, if like my high schooler cousin came to me now and brought me his calculus worksheet, I'd be like, Ooh, I don't know. This looks yeah. a little different than when yeah. I did it. Like those are obviously just skills that you have to practice. Yeah. I'm not saying anybody who doesn't understand how to do calculus and like integrate and differentiate is yeah. stupid. Um, cause I certainly can't do it anymore. Yeah. But like my parents like world's view like my view of them had changed over time and i feel like i've completely jumped the shark on what the original question was yeah but you know for me i knew what their intentions were and i wanted to fulfill some of that so i was always a really good student i think i acted out pretty frequently because i wasn't fully stimulated like i knew i was smarter than some of my teachers that's so confident of you <laughs> probably cocky probably cocky. no it is but it's good let's like but it's because i grew up in a neighborhood that was very like middle american like you know there weren't that many really competitive students mm-hmm. i was our high school valedictorian mm. and it wasn't until i got to college where i was like oh <gasps> everyone here is smarter than me and i had never had that feeling before and it was such a slice of humble pie to sit next to somebody who was a better writer than me a better person at math than me better Mm -hmm. at science better at literally everything and for me to finally realize like you were just a medium-sized fish in a really small pond now you're in the ocean and there are sharks around Mm -hmm. So so does that mean you were competitive I'm always competitive. I drink water quickly. Like I'm competitive about everything. Oh my gosh. Is that why I feel like you have so much success? Is it, is it a competition against what is it? Is it a com- competition against yourself or like what, it, what is right now with yeah. my business? It feels yeah. like a competition against time. I, I will say there's not too many financial creators yeah. and my relationship with pretty much all of the other financial creators out there is positive. Like I like call to leap. I like all yeah. of the other people in the business. If anything, I would say we're friendly, but I think anybody who is in this industry recognizes that as a creator, you only have a certain shelf life Mm. and that shelf life's not forever. Mm -hmm. I always compare creators to NFL players, not NBA players. You get five, maybe 10 good years if you're Tom Brady, Mm. like you take one bad hit to the knee, you're done. You stop making content for a little bit you're done you you know lose the plot and start niching into a different space that doesn't work for you you're done oh my god i'm scared right now it's a little stressful i'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) yeah it seems like a high intense job and i already think like you being on wall street sounds like i don't know i just think of you know the movie the wolf of wall street is what you were dealing with this is how you're dealing with content creating and that's why you're killing you know what i mean well that's how i think i've always dealt with everything in my life you know you look you don't look stressed and to me these things are high stress things in life and i feel like you're like kind of like this is a part of my life like maybe because you've always done it yeah (laughs) you know i think i've always been a very very forward thinking assertive in some cases aggressive person yeah i don't know where it comes from neither of my parents are like that but well they instilled something in you that do you think it's from they are absolutely not like me at all oh wow in any way huh i'm an only child i'm an only child i will say my mom's pretty headstrong but they are very much both and i think this is a product of being immigrants they're like we're not gonna make waves Mm. and i'm like 
woo, let's go surfing. Like it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I approach everything in my life kind of the same way because I know I have the most limited resource being time. Mm. And if I don't know if I'm going to have this job in two more years, that's a really short amount of time. I better squeeze out every piece of content, every collab, every cool thing I can do on TV, every podcast, every book, every opportunity I have right now. Cause who's to say I'm going to have it in three years. What is it that you hope? Like, is there like a goal in three years that you'll be doing but like, is there something there at the end yeah, that you're I looking for? My hope right now is to build a brand that has longevity. So I'm, I'm still cool in three years. Uh-huh. And that has a lot to do with why I'm not only creating digital content, but I have my podcast, Net Worth and Chill. My book, Rich AF, debuts December 26th. Go to richaf.me to order your copy. <laughs> Congrats. Um, thank so you so cool. much. Yeah. But like, not for nothing, I think... Creating content through multiple different mediums helps to reach a larger audience because some people prefer to read, some people prefer to listen, some people prefer to watch, but also it makes me less replaceable. Uh, uh I can't just be replaced by the next cool, young, smart person on the internet. I feel like some people, they're motivated by different things. What do you want? Like, I'm literally only motivated by money. Let me be entirely clear. Is this for reals? For reals. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. This is amazing. (laughs) That's like so hot. (laughs) I like like that you say it confidently. And there's a part of me that makes me uncomfortable saying that even if I might believe it. I believe it in less than I did before, which is money is the main thing that drives me. But I like how you confidently can say it and believe that that's... I think... Maybe it's not even I'm only motivated by money, but I'm very incentive motivated. Okay. So (laughs) when my parents wanted me to do stuff growing up, there always had to be like a carrot at the end of the stick. Mm. And that has gone into the rest of my life. And that it's like, if you do this, there's a shiny carrot dangling at the end of the stick. So what was it that they were using at the end? Was there, did they, um, like toys, Barbies, free time, screen time. stuff like that and now it's like the best carrot typically is money related for me because money buys me freedom having enough money means that i don't have to take the subway every single time i can take an uber occasionally when it's raining it means that i can have a home that i like that i enjoy that i feel safe and comfortable in yeah it means that i can do nice and kind things and be generous and not worry about it i can give to my parents i can give to my friends you know i can do things so is there a number that you made up a goal for you that means that maybe like passively or i don't know like my fu number yeah yeah yeah. like where you're just like i I could is that where we're trying to get to i think there's two fu numbers in my mind okay first and foremost is probably realistically 25 million because when i have 25 million you can back into essentially you can earn 4% on that 25 million invested every year mm-hmm. and 4% is a very conservative return and that would return roughly a million dollars a year mm. with a million dollars even after i pay taxes i'm going to have enough money to have you know pay the mortgage on my home my vacation home put my kid kids through any sort of schooling still be able to go on vacation go out to eat do fun things and live my life Am I out there buying a super yacht? No, but I don't need a super yacht to be happy. I don't need 
a 10th home to be happy. I think with that amount, I would never worry about anything ever again. <laughs> okay. When you get there, because I'm certain if anyone get there, you are going to get there. It's like... <gasps> I have a feeling you're going to keep wanting to put that energy into something else, whatever that is. Like, I don't know if I'll ever retire. Yeah, I don't think I think you enjoy this. Like, I could feel that you enjoy doing this. This is chaos energy. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird because it's I've had usually it's comedians because we have a lot yeah. of comedians. It's like their chaos energy is extremely different than yours. So you're saying I'm not funny. <laughs> no, you're definitely funny. You're very funny and you're very self-aware. It's just a different form of chaos. It's like intense almost hot can i even say that it's yeah. hot because you're just you're just like money is like it's just like I'm you like, guys oh. Steffi's hitting on me <laughs> oh my god don't cancel me um, <laughs> no i think it's just really directed energy and like i say this to my bffs all the time i'm like listen like i don't know if i'll ever retire the way i work when i have my 25 million dollars invested is going to look really different than how mm. i do it now yeah because right now i'm in my 20s I don't have any kids. I'm not even married yet. I am getting married in June. Yeah. But like, I can afford to make some sacrifices. I can afford to be on the road for two weeks. I can afford to be away from my partner for a little bit of time. I can afford to work some long days and long nights. Yeah. Are your friends around you really wealthy as well? No. They're not. No. You make, them, you make more than everyone else. Yeah. And does that affect you or do you think of them in a different light or do you care? Like if a person spends their money very differently than you or like, what, how does that make you feel? All of my friends from college that I'm really, really close to, they're all smarter than me. We've got a plastic surgeon. We've got an attorney. We've got a VC investor. We got a consultant, like, you know, somebody who's like, people who are saving the world mm -hmm. people who are doing public policy stuff po like you know politics stuff they all make way 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 less than i do mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter because the benefit that they provide me isn't monetary it's emotional it's mental it's support it's empathy it's compassion and when i've run the cost benefit analysis in my head they are a net positive to my life mm -hmm. And then there are people who suck yeah. and they're like Debbie Downers. They won't stop talking about themselves. They only come to me when they need something like all of these horrible people. Like they are net negative in my life and I just don't <laughs> text them back anymore. I don't answer their calls. I basically ghosted because now that I have the my most limited resource right now is time. Mm -hmm. I barely have a second for myself. I barely have a second for my partner. I barely have a second for my friends. So when I do have time, I need to be so, so selective of who I give it to. Mm. And it's made me just even value those friendships even more because they liked me when I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And we were roughing it out in our horrible college apartment, trying to, you know, push away Chester the rat with a broom. Mm -hmm. Like our college apartment was a disaster. Yeah. But like they liked me then when I had nothing. So now they still like me for who I am. There's just some nice perks now because I'll pick up the dinner tab. Mm -hmm. It sounds though you do have like very successful people around you. Like yeah. they're successful in different roles. You know what it is? I only want to be friends with really funny people. And I think you have to be pretty <laughs> smart to be funny. 
that you know what that is very true someone just told me that on a date and they were like oh if you're funny that means that you're smart and i was like yeah i think so but i've also met some really dumb funny people but i don't know if that's true (laughs) they're they're fun it's like a different thing i think it's a different part of your brain because if you're dumb and you're funny i'm laughing at you right whereas like my friends will make like tier three level meme jokes that you've had to see like three iterations of something that i'm like oh haha like that's good that's funny i just feel like the jokes are better (laughs) what were your first jobs do you have any like okay um my very very first job my publicist is gonna kill me i was a club promoter Oh, really? yeah 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 so wall street girly is like a club it's the girly? same thing let me tell you it was the same thing okay so <laughs> in college i worked for a marketing company and marketing company is a very generous term because yeah. it was a club promoting company yeah. basically during the summer when there were a certain number of people on campus I, when I like intern, I was like doing a not an unpaid internship. Like it was like mm-hmm. a legitimate internship at a startup. And then I'd be like, okay, on the weekends, I'm going to text 80 people and I'm going to have them all come out to this one bar where they can get free vodka drinks mm-hmm. for one hour. If they say my name at the door and get a wristband. Yeah. And then I would get five to $10 per head, depending on what bar or club we were at. And I was hustling those wristbands. Let me tell you, I was like, I'm going to make this money. <laughs> so I was a club promoter. Oh my God. That was my first so, real job. That's so new. This is New York, right? No, this is in Chicago. Chicago. Oh my God. In Chicago, were you also very popular because of that? Because people want to go to the club and they're like, oh, we got to go to Vivian and do this thing. And she's like, the. I feel like club promoters are always very popular. Like everybody wants to like hang out around them, especially so, in college. Because I was so available i didn't care who was coming you could say my name if i had never met you i was just like this is the name this is like i would just make a facebook group yeah, i was you like get money yeah i'm like i don't care we don't have to be friends you can hate me just say my name at the door please so what, what did you do with all this money you made i spent it on dumb stuff like what what's the something what's like the weirdest thing you bought i bought like a rabbit fur vest off of like amazon oh in college because <laughs> it was it was i was it was like really like can honestly can i just be can i be so real with you always there was a michael kors fur vest that i wanted so badly (laughs) and i couldn't afford it so i was like i'm gonna find a dupe on amazon and so i got the dupe with my club promoting money yeah but it was just a bunch of like little rabbits that are like stuck together and it was just like 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 a it How was, much was it? Like you think it was like five hundred dollars or something? The best? Yeah. Absolutely not. I got it off of Amazon. It was like a hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> okay, it this was, is not real rabbit. No, it was <laughs> real. <laughs> but the 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 fur was so I put quotation marks there because I don't even know if it was real. The 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 fur was so loosely packed you could see like the knitting in the vest it was like a horrible yeah, i know like, what you're talking just, about exactly i was like this is absolutely not it like i just spent my money on like dumb stuff okay. and looking back i'm lucky that i don't have any regrets because i've been able to make more money as i've gotten older but like okay sometimes i do feel like you know the the old wizard under the bridge being like please young people make sure you're investing your money instead of buying dumb stuff because like i did all that okay uh, what's the weirdest thing you've done for money um like go to college like what like what do you mean like 
I don't know, sold some feet pics. You have nice feet. We talked okay. about this before you, on camera. To be so clear, <laughs> I'm annoyed about this because if there was any sort of revenue share model, maybe we could have discussed it, but someone screenshot my feet and put them on WikiFeet without my permission and I didn't even get paid for it. So rude. Mm. Um, We're going after you. Be careful. What's the weirdest thing? I feel like you'd have good lawyers too. So don't fuck with I do have don't a really wonderful with- attorney. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think. What is the weirdest? It has thing? to be social media. I, I would. I would assume oh, for social media. I can media tell you. I can tell you. Yeah. What? Um, the weirdest thing I have done for money has been <laughs> prancing around in like cute, like little clothes, but like like a baby tee and like sh- like short shorts, like hot shorts. Yeah. But like they, it was like for a clothing partner. Did, well, well, hold on. Was this part of like? Is this like part of their brand, or did they yeah, ask yeah, you to yeah, please yeah. wear? No, no, no. It was like their a product. tiny tee, and you did it. Yeah, because was the money worth it? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm These days, it. if you don't sell out, people are gonna think no one asked you to. Okay. Have- <laughs> <laughs> Life doesn't happen biweekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Hey, remember when you said you were going to get me that gift from Japan last week? Whatever happened to that? Oh, yeah. I kind of ran out of funds, but I'm going to use EarnIn to get you that last minute gift because you're a loved one. Yay. Download EarnIn today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in Cuties under podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. Cuties under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You gotta do what you gotta do, girl. Um, that's what I'm learning. Yeah. Um, also, you- like, I think about this with my brand partnerships. I'm like, is the result of this brand partnership net positive or net negative? Does this hurt someone? Mm-hmm. So if I'm partnering with I'm not going to name names, but oh, a crypto platform that may or may not have been a Ponzi scheme. That hurts people. Sure. People's money can yeah. be lost on that. Right. I've never done that. Okay. If I'm partnering with a fun clothing brand that makes me look like, you know, kind of a dork, kind of a loser for 45 seconds, but people can potentially buy cute clothes yeah. and like feel joy and feel the silliness that I felt for 45 seconds on camera <laughs> that people all over the internet saw. That's a net positive. You will sell out for good money 
and you don't care about the product. But it's not that I don't care about the product. I do. The product has to be good. Yeah. Because that that T-shirt was cute. But it's good. Like they're not fucking. They're not going to fuck anyone over. They're not ruining somebody's life. Like I would (laughs) never do something that is so morally or ethically questionable that it would be to the detriment of somebody watching. Have you ever been scammed? Yeah, I mean, like I dated people in New York all in my 20s. Like they were all scams. I thought they were all good and they were all bad. What do you mean? Like they were all losers. (laughs) Financially scammed. (laughs) I should have been more clear. Yes. (laughs) No. 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 I'm very, very diligent. I'm always the person who's like, no, don't click that. It's a phishing scam. Like I'm very hyper vigilant. Yeah, you don't seem like you would, that would ever happen to you. Yeah. Um, how rich are you? I'm pretty rich. Um, I think right now my net worth is, I want to say, close to $3 million. Ooh! Yeah. We're, we're getting closer to the goal. We, we are, are. We are. Again, I want to be really clear that, like, that money's not touchable. Of course And not. it's not going to be touchable for years. But I'm You're working disciplined. Hard. It's not that I have to. I, I'm disciplined. There are literal tax ramifications and penalties for uh, touching that money. Right, right. I'm protecting me from future me. <laughs> this is great. I this is like really fun. Like I, there's just I have like I'm not even like close to like being done with all that. We ha- we got to we got to keep going. Here. Sorry, sorry. I no, am no, really, so really good. derailing us. <laughs> Okay, so me and Fumi have a few questions. Fumi has some questions, like financial questions, and we're like, you, you just seem like you'll have answers. He says, I have an S Corp corporation checking out account with a lot of money in there. Okay, by the way, I know this is not a lot of money compared to now what you're talking about as a lot of money. <laughs> he has pennies in there, but to him, it's a lot of money. What can I do with it so that it's not just sitting there and losing value? Should I open up a savings account for the business? Yeah. So um, what you can do is chat with your um, bookkeeper, accountant, um, your business manager, and basically any money that is sitting around awaiting the tax man, you can either chuck into a high yield savings account for the business Mm -hmm. um, and essentially earn an interest rate on that somewhere between four to 5%, or you can even put it into really, really low risk investments, things like money market funds or certificates of deposit. You're welcome, Fumi. This is, you better put this down. Um, Okay. I want to get a new car. I have, I'm, I'm, I lease no, a, no, I'm sorry. no, yes. Tell me honestly what you, okay. okay. Leasing, I'm leasing a Jeep right now. Um, and I've already extended the lease and I'm paying another hundred dollars per month. This month I have to get a new car. I really love luxury cars and I really want to lie. Cause I feel hot in them. I like driving fast. I used to Who are you trying to impress? myself i feel so hot have you ever, have you well i i have a feel. do you drive a fancy car i don't know how to drive oh, that's so cool i love the subway Are though you, shout out new york I city mta saw, yeah yeah okay <laughs> do you want to get at to a point where like you could get like a luxury car all the like a uh, to drive you drive you around and i actually get very motion sick in cars what? oh i know really yeah. so you prefer the mta absolutely because you know what <laughs> the mta unless unless there is some sort of a signal problem yeah. 
I am guaranteed to be from point A to point B in a certain amount of time. Like I look at the map. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what time do I need to be there? That's the time. With a car or an Uber or even a taxi. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it says 20 minutes. 45 minutes later, I'm still in the car. When you order a Uber. Yeah. Which one are, are do you do the Lux? Or regular. Do you do the are you joking? Not the share though. No, 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 no. Never no, no. share, but I did share a couple times in college. Huge mistake. Uh, the couple times that I did it, I was in bad shape. Like, you know, I was a college student. It was my senior year. That's around when like Uber had really come out. Mm-hmm. It would be like after a long night of going out with my friends, we would be like, okay, we need to get to the pizza parlor we need to get pizza i don't feel good and somehow we would choose the share option yeah and we'd pick up like 18 different passengers on the way to the pizza place like we would just never get to pizza i would be like this is so horrible i'm never doing this again but typically i will say i opt for a standard uber because i don't want to pay the premium Mm -hmm. with the exception of when I am going somewhere where I need to be somewhere on time, mm-hmm. or if I know that there is some sort of tricky logistical like thing, I can't afford to get lost. Okay, no, because that's time. That's time. That's time. And when I'm getting picked up at LAX, because if you call a regular Uber at LAX, you have to walk to Narnia to get picked up. Whereas <laughs> I would worst. be, I would be, you know, I would like to get picked up on the curb. Yes. And to me, again, time and convenience mm-hmm. is what I'm paying for. I could really care less about being in a fancy car. Okay. It's more about is, you know, if I'm going to an interview, there's no chance I'm calling a regular Uber because I have taking regular yeah. ubers where the Don't guy has like run into somebody else and i'm oh, like what uh, like what am i gonna what do i'm gonna leave for the interview but if i'm just going to see my friend i'm like yeah. all right uber's fine what's the most irresponsible way you think you're spending your money right now oh aren't we gonna look at my credit card statements we later are, you're are, gonna hate i'm gonna like, hate this <laughs> it's it doesn't seem from what i saw there was nothing like you take the mta like i was like what the hell wall street girly in a in you know a MTA? What? okay like, let me just say like, let me just say this i was impressed celebrities real celebrities a-list celebrities take the subway because it is the fastest way to get it around is true especially it is in rush hour traffic in you know on a friday afternoon on a monday morning if you are taking a car <laughs> you are gonna sit you're gonna sit and stop and go traffic it's gonna be horrible but we'll see the rest of the credit card statements okay. when we pulled them i was a little embarrassed to send them to you but i do but i do promise we didn't delete anything oh my god that's exciting okay okay um oh okay, yeah back to the car though yeah so don't you're just gonna tell me don't get the luxury don't get the lease versus well i don't even know if you know this answer because you well, don't, you don't drive. It. well so I it's do. essentially like i want a luxury Please, I, car i know the answer three. i'm not go ahead <laughs> three um should I get another lease or should I buy a used car that I don't like as much? Like I, I, I'm thinking about getting this Miata that I don't love and, but it's like 30, it's a used Miata. It's like $30,000. Maybe or- we don't be a walking stereotype of our people and buy a Miata. <laughs> Wait, is that the, is no, the stereotype is getting- Did you not watch Fresh Off the Boat? Oh, is the chef a Miata or they? No, their cousins have the Miata. Oh my God. But it's, it's tiny and it's 
cheap it's like less than thirty thousands for a convertible convertibles are really expensive why do you need a convertible i don't need it do i need i don't need i don't need i don't need this fucking sweater that has a hole in it it's actually like a dumbass sweater but it's cute yeah Same i get thing. it but i'm just saying okay so here's my thing with leasing versus buying i do like the idea that if you're buying you're buying a used vehicle typically what i recommend for used is somewhere between three to six years out Mm -hmm. because it will have done most of the depreciating in value during that time and it'll depreciate slower when you have it as it comes to leases versus owning the best leases are people who want a new car every year and don't mind making a less wise financial decision to be able to have a new cool car every year Mm. people who buy my recommendation is to buy something used that you like but you better plan to drive the wheels off that thing into the (laughs) ground okay yeah yeah yeah. and that is kind of the the saw, mindset that you have to think about. Yeah, and I saw on your uh your um IG about like getting a lease at the end of the month. You guys need to check no, no, out. No, if not you getting a lease at the end of the month. If you are going to buy a car oh, buy. new or sometimes used. No, but also leases are the but same. But also lease, yeah. yes. Um if you go to the dealership at the end of a month, typically the salespeople at the dealership have quotas that they need to hit. And if they are able to hit their quota over a certain amount or what have you, there's kickers, meaning they can earn more money having had you buy that car. Mm. So there's quotas for months. There's often quotas for quarters. So Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. And there's also quotas for years. So typically the best time to buy a car is like the last two weeks of December where you can really go into a dealership and put your big boss negotiation pants on and be like, I'm ready to buy a car now. I am pre-approved on a loan, an auto loan, but you need to bend to my will I want every possible discount. I want the fresh car mats. I want servicing yeah. for free for the next year. I want all of this, da 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 da, all the nice accoutrements. Yes. And that is the best time to go and get it. Okay. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm taking your advice. Um, I want to get into dating, if that's okay. Let's do it. And um, hot topic. Hot topic. Um, and I, there's a few things. So you're getting married. I, this rock is like ridiculous. I, I can't know. even like, like, I know I'm like, I'm, uh, you know, I could feel the energy from it. Uh, very powerful. I love it. Um, you're getting married soon. Yeah. I wanted to know, I, I, I read online, um, did some slight sl- stalking, right? But like you've been together with this person for six years, your partner over yeah. six years. Yeah. Um, it'll have been seven by the time we actually tie the knot oh congrats it's so exciting so how is the finances working there like how do you when at what point did you first start talking about each other's finances we had to talk about finances pretty early and i'll tell you why we started dating i was like this boy is so cute i like him so much Mm -hmm. and me and my girl roommate at the time had an apartment together and we were like hey like we lived okay together the first year should we move into our second apartment together again since you know we had both just started dating these guys we weren't ready to really commit to anything and we were like yeah let's do it Mm -hmm. we moved into this apartment we thought it was great ended up being roach infested Mm. not great at all just like the subways (laughs) you know what don't (laughs) don't come for my subways i love the subway um i 
had to tell my now fiance, my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, I moved into a roach infested apartment and I'm really sad and it's not working. And like, I don't know what to do and I need to break my lease. And I don't even know if I like, like I'm like, where am I going to go? And that was obviously me being like, let me move in with you. Of course. Um, obviously. This is a test. This is this a, was, this was a test. test. Um, they he, passed. Apparently. He, he yeah. passed mm-hmm. with flying colors. He let me move in with him. Did not charge me rent. Oh, we love this. Right. Okay. I was like, talk dirty to me. But, you know, we got pretty financially naked pretty early on mm-hmm. because I had to tell him about my financial situation that I had just paid four thousand dollars in cash to break my lease and i was 22 23 at the time so like four thousand dollars was my entire life savings that was my first year's bonus (gasps) and i was like i am now no financially better off than when i started my job on wall street and i hated feeling like i had spent a full year basically treading water yeah and my four thousand dollars went to my evil property manager horrible um and he was making more money than you at that time then only by a little bit by a little bit by a okay, little bit he time. was making more money than me um by a little bit but this is before you were even in this you were you were no, doing this is when this. i was still working on wall street oh, okay um and by working on wall street i just meant working at a wall street bank most of the banks actually aren't physically on wall street in the financial district mm-hmm. anymore oh sorry yeah, it's okay, it's okay. um and I had to tell him about my financial situation. Mm-hmm. We took a vacation pretty shortly after that together. So we had to talk about finances of who was paying for what, uh-huh. because, you know, he was making more. So he paid for more of the vacation. And I was like, this guy does not suck. Uh, That's fucking awesome and hot. So yes. wh- how did you start breaking? Do you guys break down the finances of like what was happening fo- from forward moving in? Like, um, or is it has it changed from then and now? It's really evolved because when we first started dating, we were making not that much money, either of us, but he made more. Um, over the next four years, he started making a ton of money, mm. like way more than me. What does me. he do? He was in finance. Okay. Um, he actually worked with my girl roommate. That's oh, how I met him. Okay. Um, but he was in investment banking. I mm-hmm. was on the trading side of the house, but then I left to go to tech and media where I wasn't making as much money as he was, but I was still making really good money. And he never made me feel bad about it. He never, ever wanted to be a 50, 50 couple. He never asked me to pay equal amounts in rent or <laughs> the way he just said equal. Equal. Well, you know what? It's so good. I I, I relate. I really. I just relate. think it's really messed up when one person makes three hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah. and another person makes sixty thousand dollars a year, and the expectation is that you are a fifty fifty couple. Yeah. Like, do you know how much strain that puts on your relationship, but also on the partner who doesn't make as much? Yeah. Is he? Are you making more now than him? Way more. So, do you now take on more spot, or is yes. it still the same? You do take yes. on, and you're okay. So, and you're okay with that now so at his peak and you know whatever he was probably making four times as much as i do Mm -hmm. now i'm probably making five times as much as he does Uh and we don't split things 50 50 at all um we do go 50 50 on our mortgage payment but i pay all of the rent on our home in miami because we're renting down there. I pay 
now the majority of our vacations. He still has paid for every single meal we've ever gone to. with the exception of his birthdays i'll pay for those but like he never lets me pick up the dinner bill so your philosophy is whoever makes more money should be helping out a little bit more more, right but also like i think that stems from his generosity from jump Mm -hmm. he made more money so he always picked up the tab for dinner there were very few instances where i ever paid Mm -hmm. let's be real and I like that about him. I like that we weren't 50-50 partners. He wasn't nickel and diming me. He wasn't like, I'm going to Venmo you for the light bulbs because oh, you also God. enjoy the light. Like, no. That's Fumi, by the way. They have a they have a literal like Excel sheet where things are separated. <laughs> I hate that. He, he like shits on me because I'm like, for me, a lot of my love language is like gifts. Like I like yeah. things. I like being taken out and yeah. going to restaurants. But I'm... I give back in quality time and like like maybe that's not necessarily monetary things, but that's how I like to spend, you know, my energy or yeah. give them give back in that way. But I I agree with you. Do you are you would you be like really do you think it's a, it's gross if the man did if you were dating somebody else and they made a lot less money than you? Does it make a difference for you? I guess it's hard to say because you. What do you mean? He makes a lot less money than me. Well, right now, now. But, but the thing is, like, you got to date him while both of you were at a place where you both didn't have as much. Oh yeah, right. You know, I think, I think it's less about the money. I think I am always not anymore because I'm off the market. But I have always been attracted to people who had their own thing. So mm-hmm. like. I don't need to know exactly what you do for a living. We don't need to do the same thing. You don't have to be in finance, but like you have to be passionate about something and you have to be good at it. Yeah. So if you're going to be a lawyer, you better be one of the best. You better be working hard. Mm -hmm. If you are a scientist, you better be sciencing the science. Yeah. And like, I don't know anything about that, but like, do you love it? Can you talk about it? Are you excited about your work? Are you passionate? And do you have a financial plan in place? to be responsible with the income you're earning. Okay, for people who Uh are dating right now, do you feel like people should start talking about their finances off the jump? Hell yeah, date date one. (laughs) Okay, what questions do you you think should be, like a FICO score? Listen, no, 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 I will say a lot of people people are now putting their credit scores on their Hinge profiles, which I'm like, wow, I love this. Yeah. Because you know what? Ours if, is good. That's why. That's yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well you're not dating. But, but, but I'm saying that, great. like, if I see two two men, yeah, and they are identical twins, yeah. okay, and they have the exact same job, yeah, and they are equal in every way, but one of them has a credit score that starts with an eight, and one of them has a credit score that starts with a five. Yeah. I'm choosing the identical twin that has the eight credit score, the 800 something, because it's important. So we're going into the finances and you sent us, graciously sent us three months. Worth of my credit card statements. Credit card statements. And shame. (laughs) Okay. Um, Do you watch this very carefully? Do you know how much money you've been spending and what you're spending your money on? I don't look at the the number figure as much as I do just individual line items because Mm -hmm. i go through my credit card statement every single month to make sure that there's no erroneous charges okay yeah do you know okay we like to do the um we like to analyze people's like cuisine what kind of food they're eating the most do you know how much you spend on american food which is your top spent amount 
in category between American, Mexican, Japanese, Korean, Mediterranean. This is your top. What do you think? A month? No, for the whole three Three months. months. Okay. $1,200. 12. uh, American food? Yeah. Okay. 1326. I was close. That's not too bad for the amount of money I feel like you make. Yeah, no, not at all. No. I don't feel bad about that. No. Okay, do you want to guess what your second most eight uh, category is? Is Asian lumped all together or no? No. No. Because I order a lot of Thai food, a lot of Japanese food, and a lot of Chinese food. But do you? What? (laughs) (laughs) You you have Mexican second. That's not true. And you spent $574. On what? On Mexican food for the last three months. I don't believe that. <laughs> there was a miscategorization. Really? There had to have been. Because I only get Mexican food from like three places and those are my spots. But the Mexican food in New York is not that good. Oh, you know what? One of those months I might have been in Miami, in which case I do order a lot of Mexican food. You know what? I, I Yeah. I, I mean, I do see you go to this uh, a, a taqueria. You've been to this one place three Bodega, times. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That one I see. It's embarrassing. It might also be you went to a restaurant and you paid for many people. Within, That's right? what it was. Right. My girlfriends were visiting in town. I covered the whole bill. Wow. So good. Um, okay. Hold on. Let's go back to it. Asian food, okay, Japanese food came in third. You spent $250 within the last three months. I don't think... That feels low. That feels pretty low, especially if you're eating sushi, which I'm assuming that's what it is. All the time, but you know what? I get it from like three places and they're pretty budget. Because <laughs> I'm afraid of nothing. Oh my God. Let me look at your... Um, you've you spent... You've gone to the MTA or you used like your... Uh, my credit card for the train card, 27 times in the last three months so this is like your main now i know for sure this is like the main way that is you my get main around. mode of transfer I'm, I'm not lying when i say i take the subway your favorite your rich bff your favorite Wall Street girly takes the subway 45 <laughs> percent of the total of what you sent me on those credit cards 45 percent of it account, accounts to going to restaurants i'm not surprised by that at yeah. all actually 37 percent next is travels I'm not surprised by that at actually. And then 10% goes to health and wellness. Because I think you sh- you are you know working what it out is. somewhere. You yeah. know what it is? My annual membership for my Pilates studio got charged on one of these months. So it's giving you an inflated number. But that number should actually dis- be distributed across 12 months. Uh-huh. So it works out to be like roughly $200 a month for the studio. You're pretty good. I feel like you really know your finances. Yeah, because I don't like to know. I, like, There's no surprise charges. Yeah. Like there shouldn't be. I know what I'm spending my money on because I'm really deliberate about it. When I went through the credit card statement and we were reading it back to be like, oh, we have to send this to Steffi. Yeah. It was like DoorDash, 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 <laughs> this is all going door on the dash. train, going on the train, DoorDash, 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 going on the train, going on the train, <laughs> DoorDash, 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 going on the train. Like I order, I, I am DoorDash's number one customer. You used it 33 times. Over the past Meaning three months? In the nice, no, the, yeah, the last 90 days, that's an average of, um, a DoorDash every, on average two to three every three days. days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the only on. reason that it's not 90 is because the other orders were on my fiance's phone. So it says she also had a total of 105 purchases over the quarter, meaning DoorDash was 31% of her transactions, but not no. 31% of the money spent. It's just the transactions. Okay. Um, you spent 
at New York Pilates, you spent twenty four ninety five. For, is that the yeah. membership thing yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about? That's twenty five hundred dollars over the course of the year. That is basically two hundred dollars a month plus tax. <laughs> okay, our analysis person sent this. This is really funny. They said you spent forty two sixty six on a place called Rich Nails, New York, and the place has two and a half stars on Yelp. <laughs> Okay, listen. I'm a millionaire. Listen. <laughs> okay, I would like to defend myself. Okay, please. Go ahead. I had a nail salon in Chinatown where I knew the owner mm-hmm. and Jennifer was the only person I would let do my nails. But then I moved from New York in 2022 down to Miami full time. So now I'm only in New York part time. I visit for work and stuff, but I live full time in Miami. And so I text Jennifer and I'm like, listen, like Jen, like I'm back in town, like you got time for me. And she goes, Vivian, I'm so sorry, but like I stopped doing nails, period, when you left. (laughs) I only do facials now. And I'm like, what do I do? I was in a pinch. I needed help. Mm -hmm. I went to Rich Nails. I'm not saying it was good, but it did the job. You needed, you had to. I was in a bad place. (laughs) Sorry, I know uh, we're really cutting it on time. Okay. Um, I guess we should wrap it up. I mean, there's like literally, oh gosh. Can I say one more thing real quick? What time is it? Yeah. Can you just text Mickey and tell her I'm going to be 10 minutes late? So sorry. Okay. We're, We're wrapping it up. I noticed you don't shop that much, which I'm really impressed no. by because you you dress really well. So oh, thank you. I did see one sink accept. You spent three hundred eighty seven dollars. That was on one outfit. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you? It was so cute. I saw it on a girl that I'm friends with. Yeah. And I have never sent someone a DM so fast. I was like, link me now. You needed it. I needed it. Okay. So you do impulse purchases when it's it something. Wasn't an you- impur- it wasn't an impulse because I had been looking for an interview outfit that looked just like that. And it fit perfect. I love it. And you're going to reuse it. Oh, all the time. I've already reused it a couple times. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thank you so much. That was really fun. And you're so freaking smart and awesome and such a boss. I love it. Um, cash cuties um please plug i know you have a book coming mm-hmm. out that's really really exciting tell, tell them where they can find you yeah i am your rich bff across social media and i would love it if you read up on my future book rich af you can get your own copy at richaf.me. this book is going to change your life it is going to be your roadmap for money uh i loved writing it i hope you love reading it and also if you want to listen to my podcast you can find net worth and chill wherever you listen and uh you can find me at steffi bake or baked goods on my instagram and find us on cash cuties pod you can listen to us on apple spotify everywhere and um yeah uh, tune in till next time until then make sure to spend your money wisely or don't have fun bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs>